Hello. So before you start listening to today's episode, we want to give a very important content warning that we are going to be talking about abortion. We are going to be talking about everything that is going on with Roe versus Wade. We're going to be sharing our personal viewpoints and we're going to be doing it in relation to disability. So if this is something that would in any way trigger or upset you, we really encourage you to turn off this episode. You are in no way obligated to listen. We promise that we will still love you. And might we say you do still look fabulous today. Totally great. Completely fabulous. On that note, hi, I'm Emily Ladau. And I'm Kyle Kachadorian. And you're listening to another episode of The Accessible Stall. I know you just said it, Emily, but say it again for me, please. What are we going to talk about today? We need to talk about Roe versus Wade, and we really need to dive deep into disability and bodily autonomy and choices. Choices. What an interesting word. Guess hmm. what, everyone? We're pro-choice. Break it into you early. Oh, man. I, I thought I was kind of hoping you'd do like the Pee Wee's Playhouse thing. The word of the day is, never mind. <laughs> this, this episode is, is brought to you by? <laughs> the letter C. <laughs> um, you know, when we make light of things, though, it's not because we are making light of the situation. It's because some of this is so absurd that we even have to talk about it. That if you can't just have like a moment of levity, then how are you even going to cope? Absolutely. And and we, we know how serious this is. We are also two friends that are bantering back and forth and not just two hosts putting on a show. You know, don't forget that. And we've been talking about this a lot, too. This is not like it's our first rodeo having this conversation. We've been thinking about it and picking it apart behind the scenes to really get comfortable with how we wanted to present it here, too. <sighs> having said that, let's present it. Uh, we are pro-choice. I would like to start with defining what pro-choice is, only because in my life I've seen people on the internet claim to be uh, pro-life and then make pro-choice arguments. Kyle, are you about to mansplain being pro-choice to our no, audience? No, no, God no. I, I, I just, <laughs> I really just want to make sure that people listening know where we're coming from. I am in no. I'm in literally no position to mansplain anything like this. I feel weird being here. Now, nah, before we level set, though, with how we are defining things, I do think that we should clarify that neither of us have personal experience with abortion. And we fully respect that there are many people who do. And we are not coming from that particular viewpoint. Or not do, too. I what? respect I respect people who choose not to have them also. That is not what this oh. is about. Oh, I was like, not do what? <laughs> okay, anyway, do go on. In the context of this episode, and most other contexts, pro-choice just means that you don't want to remove a person's right to terminate a pregnancy. Broadly speaking, or do anything else with their body. And I think that's really important to understand, especially because the concept of abortion in general can raise a lot of ethical questions, regardless of whether you are pro-choice or not. 
I never want to take away a woman's right to choose, a person's right to choose, excuse me. But I feel very strongly that it is challenging to talk about abortion, especially for me as someone who has a disability, a genetic disability. And so I have some very strong feels on abortion. I also have really strong feels on being pro-choice. And those two things are not at odds in, I think, the way that a lot of people think they are. Do tell. So for a while, I tried to describe myself as someone who is pro-choice and pro-life in the sense that I believe in someone's right to choose, but I also believe that I would not want to terminate a pregnancy on the basis of something like a disability or something like that. And so I believed in bringing that baby to full term and not choosing abortion. And so I was trying to convey that abortion would not be my personal choice, but I want that choice. And it's a really tough thing to talk about because I in no way want to use this conversation to make value judgments on the lives of disabled people or quite frankly on what people choose to do with their bodies if they happen to be pregnant with a baby who might have a disability or if they themselves are disabled and the pregnancy is just not going to be a viable one or a safe one for them. So abortion's a complicated topic, but I just don't want people throwing it back in my face that I must be a bad disability activist and a bad disabled person if I'm also pro-choice. Abortion is a complicated topic. Being pro-choice isn't. I used to, the reason I giggled when you, when you said your description is because I used to describe myself extremely similarly, and I did not know that that's how you used to describe yourself. I used to say, <laughs> no, I'm serious. I used to say I am pro-choice, but I'm anti-abortion. I used to say that all the time. It, it's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> like, broadly speaking, okay, yeah, but like, no, I am more pro-choice now than I was like a year ago, and I was pretty gosh dang pro-choice then. I don't care why somebody wants to terminate a pregnancy. I don't care when they do it. I don't care about any of that. If you want to do it, you should be able to do it. Everyone who says, oh, but you got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah, the day before you you go into labor, that's my line. I don't care at all. And in fact, honestly, if the, I, I only said the day before labor because I don't actually know if if you were to terminate a pregnancy in labor, if that's like technically a different thing, if it's not, I still don't care. I don't care. You have the right to do that. I don't care if your baby's disabled. I don't care what your reason is. You know, every time this debate comes up, especially in the United States, probably other places, but I can only speak from here. You see people say like, oh, well, you know, I would prefer to be pro-life, but you have to think about the people who, and then they list like a set of extremely horrible circumstances in which they think abortion is okay. I literally don't have that list. It's always okay. But having said that, if it were up to me, which it can never be, 
of course I would want it to take, I would want personally for every other step to be taken before that. But since it's not up to me, then it's, I don't care. It's not up to me. <laughs> See how easy that is? <laughs> yeah. And I think in your life, your very personal life, if a pregnant person chooses to include the not pregnant partner or person in the conversation, great, awesome, very cool. Love that for you. I really do. I'm not saying that lightly. But it remains the pregnant person's choice. And to me, this all comes down to a bigger conversation around bodily autonomy and the fact that disabled people are rarely afforded bodily autonomy to begin with. And then they're saying, hey, we're just going to take this other form of bodily autonomy away from you. But really, we're doing it because we're good people and we care about disability. Don't you see? That's why we don't want people to have abortions, because we want more people just like you. Except, no, we don't, because as soon as they're born, we're like, oh, well, screw them. I mean, I was going to wait until later in the episode to go on this rant, but the segue is just too good. <laughs> if people who claim to be pro-life were, you know, as they claim to be, we would have adequate access to contraception in this country. We would have adequate paternity leave. And I use that term to mean both parents in this country. We would have adequate sex education. We would have the funding of Planned Parenthood would never be a political football. We'd have laws protecting abortion rights, which we don't. Uh, we have one Supreme Court decision that's going to go away. We'd have stuff that I'm not even able to think about right now. And we don't. It's not because we don't want to. It's because the people that are in charge and the powers that be are not pro-life. They are pro-forced birth. And that is the only thing that they are, despite what they might tell you. And I'm saying that only about the people in charge. I'm not saying about I'm not saying that about you, listener who might be pro-life, who frankly, they have fooled into thinking that you and them are on the same side. You are not. And quite frankly, it is incredibly, incredibly cruel to say that you are pro-life and not care about the life of the pregnant person and only care about the life of the embryo until it's a full-blown baby in the world. Yeah, and then, but only, only while it's like in utero, though. Once it's born... Exactly. Truly forget it. I think I was reading something the other day. It was a whole uh, George Carlin comedy bit about how, you know, you're only pro-life until they leave the womb. But yeah, that's that's the accessible stall. Uh, That's the that's the sanitary quote of what he said. No, I kept that clean as clean as I possibly could. That's Um, why I had like a big grin on my face. Yeah, I know you know what I'm talking about, but I can't stop talking about this in relation to disability, even though there's so many other aspects to this, but I, as somebody who has a genetic physical disability that was passed on to me, have been thinking quite frequently as 
this conversation about Roe versus Wade is going on about the fact that my mother and father could easily have chosen abortion as the route for me when they found out while she was pregnant that I had a disability. And I think often about the fact that right now and maybe potentially forever, pregnancy is not a super viable option for me physically. And if I did become pregnant, there would be a lot of reasons why I might have to consider terminating. And that's a really tough thing to think about, but it would be a lot easier to think about if I didn't have to also think about the fact that there are people who don't think that should be my right to make that decision. And I need to clarify, I live in New York. I know I'm not super at risk here in the same way that a lot of other people are, you know, especially in different places around the country and people of color and people who don't have means and resources. That doesn't mean I'm not scared. But that's the reason why everyone should be pro-choice because you can't decide where you're born. Where you're born should not determine your future. And it does, unfortunately, in a lot of ways. And this is just another way that it would if we lose this right. It's unfortunate that it does at all, but I mean, any way that we can either prevent that or, you know, make it less so in the future is like good in my view of the world. This is included within that. Like there, there's just so many arguments you can make. You can make the slippery slope arguments like, OK, you take abortion away. What, what's next? Same sex marriage? Probably. Other uh, medically necessary procedures? Who knows? HIPAA? Sure. <laughs> you know? I was just going to say, I think HIPAA is kind of a joke anyway. I mean, yeah, it is. I learned that from John Oliver, of all people, which is a huge problem. I shouldn't have to learn that from a guy on, on YouTube who makes a funny comedy news show. That's sort of the crux of a lot of the conversation that we're having right now is you and I try to have informed viewpoints and opinions, but it is just as easy for someone to learn from YouTube that life begins at the moment of conception and to see, you know, pictures of fetuses that were aborted and to make judgments about things that they know nothing about. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm doing this episode. I, I can't speak for you. I know that's part of it for you, but like that's literally like why I'm here, especially as the person who cannot get pregnant. Um, you know, it's it's very easy to make fun of people who are pro-life, but I actually don't like that. There are a lot of, I don't want to say good reasons, but there are a lot of valid reasons why you personally might feel like you would never terminate a pregnancy. And that is 100% within your right to make that choice for yourself. But that's exactly the point. It is your choice to do that. Don't take away anyone else's. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean that it should be the law of the land. And also, I would go as far to say I don't think anyone likes it. To be clear, I don't think that that's something that, that terminating a pregnancy is something that anyone looks forward to in the way they look forward to like an ice cream cone. It's not something people like. Right. It's just so reductive to act like abortion is not this huge, weighty decision. I mean, I'm sure that there are plenty of people who make the decision without 
a strong emotional feeling either way. But I also think that there are plenty of people who have extremely strong emotions and struggle mightily before making that choice. And who are you to make someone feel guilty about that choice? That that's why I chose the silly ice cream analogy because I was like, what's something everyone like actually likes? I'm sure I know there's people that don't like ice cream, but like that's the point that I was trying to convey. And I, I really appreciate the fact that you were that you very, very clearly articulated it way better without a silly analogy. Thank you. No, but the ice cream thing stands because I think people are very quick to assume that we're just trivializing it. That if you're pro-choice, that you're trivializing the weight of abortion. And quite frankly, it's the opposite. I'm honoring the fact that it is a huge decision and a personal decision. And I also want to say that there there surely are people who whose lives are better for having done it. And so when I say no one likes it, I don't mean that they don't like the life that they were able to afford because they had one. I mean, like only in that moment, walking through those doors, getting it done. I'm if you if you are someone who like actually looked forward to it in the way that I'm describing, I would genuinely want to hear from you. I'm not being funny. Like that to me is like, I can't imagine that. I'm sure there are people who exist who were genuinely like, yeah, this pregnancy is not for me. I'm pretty pumped to end it. And cool. I also respect that that is how you feel about that. Um, the other thing that I keep thinking about too, though, is this is one of those issues that no matter what we say, what talking points we have, I just feel like the people who are already pro-choice are going to be nodding their heads and they're going to be like, yep, totally agree with you. And the people who are pro-life are going to be like, this is garbage and I'm turning off this episode and I don't want to listen to this. And I think it is the kind of thing where we are so divided and people's minds are so made up in so many ways. I'm trying to imagine the efficacy of two disabled people talking and trying to be like, hey, actually, here's why you should be pro-choice. I'll say it like this. You and I both came up with the concept of this idea together, separately. You were coming at it from a woman's rights perspective, which I obviously 100% respect. I was coming at it from a bodily autonomy uh, perspective, which, which is, you know, that's what this episode is. But it wasn't about the, 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 the concept of like, oh, it's a woman's right or a person's right to choose. I'm like, I don't, it's, it's so not about the, the controlling women narrative is a, is a wholly like right wing thing. And like, yes, that's what they're doing. But I'm so like, no, don't do anything to my body. I don't care if it's abortion. I don't care if it's one drop of blood. You know? And I and, think that's where the disability angle comes back into it. Because, absolutely. And we were mentioning this a little bit before, but there is so much that's forced upon disabled people. I mean, it's an odd sort of combination of topics, but I think about forced sterilization on disabled people. Yep. Don't like that either. So it's like on the one hand, you want to prevent disabled people from procreating. On the other hand, you're saying 
if that baby is disabled, you still need to give birth to it. It's very confusing. I have like emotional whiplash over all this. Well, yeah, because, you know, if the baby is disabled, who's going to support it? The state. And if the baby is disabled, well, they might not be able to make more babies. And that's the only gosh dang thing that matters. Or be I'm productive sorry. under capitalism. I just did a I just did a stereotypical southern accent. I do not want to that is not that was very wrong of me to do it. I'm gonna keep that in there. Cause I shouldn't have done that. There are pro-life and pro-choice people everywhere. I didn't even it's interesting you said that. I didn't pick up on that. I just thought you were putting on some kind of voice to show that you well, were being I, I sarcastic. Was. I was, but the voice I chose was a group of people who that's not a good you shouldn't I shouldn't do that. We got to check ourselves. We've also been, I guess, people have probably noticed already checking ourselves on gendering this conversation. Yeah, trans people exist. Sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry, but like it's news to people somehow still. Yeah. And it's also been very interesting to be a part of the relatively left-leaning pro-choice conversation spaces, namely Twitter, of course. That's what I surround myself with. And to see that even within the disability community, of course, like everything else, there's so much divide over how to talk about this. There's so much divide over who gets a seat at the table to talk about this. And there's still so much exclusion in the language that's used, in the way that the conversation is presented, um, in who gets to tell their story and have their perspectives heard. And so I just want to remind people that as much as being pro-choice is a very, very individualized thing like everybody has their own right to have that choice to make that decision don't forget that this is bigger than you this is not just about you well that's the thing right yeah no that's the point though isn't it or at least one of them that we're trying to make is that being pro-life is a perfect way to live your life if you want to it's not good at all to have that forced upon people I don't, regardless of what your underlying moral intent is, I'm sure there are people who really have good intentions when they feel that way. And if it works for them, it works for them. But think about what that means. It's beyond abortion and it's beyond any one of us. It also scares me because... I already feel like as a disabled person, there are ways in which access to reproductive health care is so limited to me. Mm -hmm. And I think about a lot the fact that Planned Parenthood, for example, is meant to be this bastion of reproductive rights. And yet I often feel as a disabled person, like there's not always room for me in conversations about reproductive health care and reproductive rights. And a perfect example of that was back in college, I had to do some kind of project 
evaluating the accessibility of a facility that people might use. And I wanted to go in and find out about the accessibility of my local Planned Parenthood. And I called them and asked them if I could. And they said no. And to me, that really felt like they had something to hide. Yeah, that's and that weird. was tough to grapple with. Interestingly, now uh, I do volunteer with uh, Planned Parenthood in my state. Actually, not volunteer. Um, it is a paid advisory role to oh, okay. provide. So you got there. Yeah, I needed to. I said volunteer, but I realized that was actually not true. Um, to provide guidance on an accessible and inclusive sex ed curriculum. That is awesome. I love that. It's really great and I love it. But the fact that this is still like a specialized niche conversation that we are having and the fact that it's, an advisory role and not necessarily something that's just always been built in to the work of pro-choice advocates is also hard for me to square. I mean, the left has its blind spots. I'm not going to, the left oh, is. Oh, you just said blind spots, Kyle. I sure did. And I meant it too, because they. <laughs> No, I mean, I'm not, this isn't just a bash right, I know you, you're talking about the fact that I use that expression, but this isn't just the bash right wing people show. No, this is, we, this is part of what checking yourself looks like. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the reality is that we could bleep and cut and edit so much, but then we wouldn't be being real people who are learning and trying to constantly do better and in an effort not to make you know i i've been pretty snarky this episode if you are someone who um isn't worried about the overturning of roe because you are pro-life i encourage you to look up what the decision would actually do if you don't know it would seed the right to determine a woman's right to choose to the states, which depending on your political belief, you might may or may not care about the state's rights to do whatever they want. I personally like a few of them and hate a few of them. I don't think abortion or a woman's right to choose what to or a person's right to choose what to do with their body is something that should be left up to the states. You know, things like metro systems, um, stuff like that. Sure. <laughs> I mean, not really. I'd, I'd love a federal metro system too. But like that's what I'm talking. Like medical stuff has no business being left up to the states because what if you live in a state where such laws have already been passed, like Texas and probably soon Florida, if not already by the time we release this? It's just not good. What kind of if you're someone who believes in like the American idea of freedom, what kind of freedom is that, dude? Like honestly, ask yourself that. That's not freedom. You can't decide what you want to do with your body. For what? I have to say something 
because I'm already waiting for these comments. But I remember a while ago when I was trying to sort through people who say that the government should not have anything to do with your body and then bring up the conversation about vaccines. And I really just need to get out of the way right the heck now. Thank you for doing that. Abortion and vaccines are two very different conversations. You know why? Because one literally only has an effect on one person's body, but getting vaccinated affects everyone. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. It's, it's important to keep in mind, too, by the way, that was beautiful, as are you, that if you outlaw abortion, I'm sorry to be the one to tell you this, it's not going to go away. People who are determined to end a pregnancy will do it. It's just and it's gonna less be real safe dangerous. now. It's way less safe now. I don't know about you, but I like it when the person doing my medical procedures is a doctor. I also like it when it's a doctor who's doing something without feeling like they're about to get carted away for doing something. I just, if you're so pro-life, then what about the life of the person who has the baby inside of them? I just have so many questions. I have so many questions. We're not convincing anyone who's pro-life. Don't you dare try to convince me to not be pro-choice. I am not here to convince people who are personally pro-life. I see you. I love you. I respect you. I'm here to make fun of people who think that being pro-life should be the law of the land. I hate you people. You are my enemy. Simple Ooh. facts. And what I'm also... That? The sound of losing listeners? Bye-bye. I don't care. Like I said earlier, and I'll say this again because I want to make this very clear. If you are someone who has only seen anti-choice propaganda... I would not blame you for being pro-life, nor would I blame you for wanting everybody to be uh, pro-life. I really wouldn't. That's not your fault. I'm not trying to get you to change your mind. But I'm trying to get you to understand that the opposite of pro-life is you're you're not pro-life. You're anti-choice. Those are not whoever created that distinction. Like these two terms are not opposites. Everybody is pro-life. There are also people who are anti-choice. I would just like some people to get the facts. Like, I I think so often about some of the data surrounding, for example, disability and sexual assault. And the fact that disabled people are, I believe, three times more likely to experience some kind of sexual violence. And as we well know, sexual violence can lead to pregnancy and may indeed lead to someone wanting to choose abortion. And that is certainly a worst case scenario, but it is something that happens. And I just wish that people would understand that there are real people behind these facts and these statistics. And we need to keep choices in place, whether it is someone who has experienced sexual assault or whether it is someone who just feels like right now a baby is not for them. There are a million reasons why someone might choose to end their pregnancy. It is none of our business. It is none of anyone's business. That's exactly why 
we want them to be able to do it. If you have made that choice, if you know somebody who has made that choice, I see you and I respect you. And I hope you know that. And I am very, very sorry that you are having to listen to conversations about whether your choice was justifiable. Oh, man, this was heavy. Oh, sorry. Just one more thing. In an interest, uh, in the interest of being fair and balanced, TM, wink, wink, um, President Obama uh, once said that he would sign what, uh, the name of the law escapes me. But this was like back when he first got elected. It would basically enshrine uh, abortion rights. And then he didn't do it. This is not a right wing problem. Oh, you mean codifying? Yeah, codifying Roe into like real law yeah. instead of just like a court precedent. This is not, I, you know, we, we make fun of the right here because we're, we're lefties, but it's not. It's mostly a right-wing problem, but it's not exclusively one. I am actually glad you said that because that's true. And it's not just that I am coming after the people who are heavily conservative. It's that I also really think that the left needs to do better on this. I really do. I'm fully willing to call out uh, the political side with which I align because they are quite frankly not freaking great on this issue. Yeah. It's kind of disheartening actually. But that's 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 why we're doing this. <laughs> and that was what I meant about sometimes feeling like I don't have a place in this. But luckily there are incredible disabled people who are doing the work of organizing. And so right now I'm still maybe the vaguest bit hopeful, but also mostly just feeling really pessimistic about the direction of everything and trying so hard not to. I bet you'd feel a little bit better if people just stopped trying to control women all the goddamn time. Yeah. I'd feel better if I had ice cream too. That time I said women deliberately, by the way. Yeah, the patriarchy, I get it. If you're really pro-life and like, let I mean, I, I was fooling you. I, I'm pro-life as are as are you, and we're all pro-life here. I think that every person who has the ability to get another person pregnant to show how committed they are to the sanctity of life should undergo involuntary sterilization until they are ready to procreate. And that will guarantee that nobody who doesn't want to get pregnant will be able to. What's wrong with that? Is there something wrong with that? There is something wrong with that. And that's yep. the point. That's exactly the point. Should we do final takeaways before I talk myself so far into a spiral about this that I can no longer function tomorrow? Yeah, my final takeaway is um, I'm pro-choice and I wish you were. You, the listener, not you, Emily. I know you are. My final takeaway is don't you ever, 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 ever tell me what to do with my body. Don't you ever, 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 ever tell anyone what to do with their body. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. Like, it's really easy. Just don't do it. Oh, also, just don't have sex is not like a defense for being pro-life, by the way. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> but, like, actually, though. 
ending on that note.